Good morning. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Hashtag Limitless Podcast with me, your host, Tesla Case. Okay, so I don't know about you guys, but for me, within my journey with um, Christianity and Catholicism, um, I have always had like a favorite Bible verse, like one that just spoke to my soul, one that when I'm in doubt, I look for, um, I've, I've definitely told you guys before a million times, but I'll say it again. I am someone who needs a bright neon sign from God. Um, and I'll ask him for one. I'll be like, listen, like if this is what you're asking me to do, can you just confirm it for me? Because I don't want to do the wrong thing and have to get like redirected. Um, but at some of the hardest points in my life, when I was right, like an inch above rock bottom, this Bible verse has stood out to me and kind of pulled me back to make me understand that God was trying to get my attention, right? So I had posted on Facebook and Instagram because I want to know what other people's favorite Bible verses are, which Bible verses speak to them, um, if it's part of their testimony. I love hearing how God is speaking to other people as well, um, just because it's so important to know that that line of communication is open, right? And he's going to use his word to get to us. So I want to share with you guys the Bible verse that stands out to me. And then I want to kind of go into like a little story time. Um, because I've shared some parts of my life on here, but I haven't shared some. I haven't shared some of some of my past. Right. So as we go, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper, get a little bit more vulnerable, share a little bit more about myself. And hopefully you guys will be able to connect to that relate to it. Um, and then I I would love to hear your guys' input, like what your testimony is. Um, and like I said, I've got it posted on Facebook and Instagram. So if we, if you follow me on there, if we're Facebook friends, um, I'm under hashtag limitless with TC um, for a Tesla case. So if you guys want to follow me on there um, and then comment and give me your input or DM me if you don't feel comfortable just posting it. I would love to hear what your favorite, your favorite Bible verses are, or if there's one that's like attached to your testimony, one that's changed your life, one that spoke to your soul, one that you relate to and go back to whenever you are feeling like you're an inch above, you know, your head going underwater, what pulls you back to God? So for me, mine was Romans 5, 8, and I had seen like an interpretation of the verse, but straight up from the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. I have an app on my phone that shows me like the Catholic Bible. We have some extra, extra books in there. If you guys don't know the difference between the Catholic and the Protestant Bible, um, Romans five eight in this says, "But God proves His love for us, and that while we were sinners, Christ died for us." Now, uh, the first time I had seen or heard this Bible verse. I'm just going to be very honest with you guys. I was, I think I was 22. I had just gotten back from studying abroad. I may have been 21, 21 or 22, because I was old enough to drink legally in the U.S. Um, I had just gotten back from studying abroad in Costa Rica, which should have been like the highlight of my life, best time I've ever had. Um, but it was the absolute lowest time for me. I was drinking very heavily. Um, as soon as I arrived, like they introduced me to the nightlife and the culture um, in San Jose, and that was very much 
drinking heavily in the night, partying. Um, there was a lot of drugs on the scene. And the three months I was there, it was just absolutely, like, it started off nice. Um, and then it just hit me and I fell into, like, a deep depression. My anxiety was horrible. I had to visit the doctor a couple times while I was there to be able to get, um, like, their version of, um, like, anxiety medication and stuff. Because I just, I got to the point where I, at that time, I didn't recognize it. But now I see it as, like, spiritual warfare. Um, I was dealing with such a dark place. I was, I mean, I was even having panic attacks in my sleep. It was, it was a very hard time for me. Um, and trying to deal with school and being away from my family, like literally being in another country, not able to just like go down the road and see them is very difficult for me. Um, but I was lucky that I had, um, a very religious host mom who introduced me to the idea of Catholicism. Um, and she gave me, um, like a charm for my necklace that I wear every day to have to protect me and to, and to pray with. Um, she gave me St. Francis on one side and then St. Anthony on the other. Um, I also have a medallion for Mary on my necklace I wear every day. But anyways, the first time I had seen that verse, I had just gotten back. I was still in a, like a really weird headspace. Um, and my mom took me out for, like, a little girl's day type thing, and I had been set up for, like, a blind date. And it was literally, like, the worst date I had ever been on. The guy was just kind of definitely not for me. Um, and I ended up ditching him at a bar and went across the street to a tattoo studio. Um, and... Like, as soon as he went to the bathroom, I was, like, out. I just ran across the street to the tattoo studio, and I was like, Mom, like, this dude's, like, definitely not my type. Like, arrogant, not listening, very, like, misogynistic. I was like, I'm out. So I snuck across the street to a tattoo studio, and the guy had an opening, so I had to hurry up and, like, come up with an idea for a tattoo. So I get on Pinterest, and the first thing that pops up... Now, keep in mind, I didn't, like look up Bible verses or anything on a regular basis. So it was kind of odd for a Bible verse to pop up on my Pinterest. Normally I was looking at like outfits or um, like recipes, things of that nature. But what it popped up for me was a tattoo idea for a cross with a Bible verse. And in all honesty, I was like 10 drinks in, um, he probably shouldn't have tattooed me, but that's beside the point. I had drank a lot. I was like, listen, I just want to get away from this horrible day. I just want to go ahead and get a tattoo. Randomly picked one. The one that stood out to me was Romans 5.8. And it said, kind of paraphrased, God loved you at your darkest. And that just hit me like chills. Um... And I was like, I want to get this. So without even really having a close relationship with God, without going to church, without having any of that, being in the headspace I was in, I was like, I don't care. I'm just going to get this Bible verse tattooed on me with a cross. So that's what I did. Um, and then after, like, my mom came to pick me up and she's like, oh, my goodness, like, what did you do? Like, you're being very reckless right now. And I'm like, 
it's okay. Like, I felt better after I got that tattoo. But then I was like, okay, all of my other tattoos are like poems or pictures. Um, I have several tattoos. But this one was the first religious tattoo I'd ever gotten. And for someone who wasn't even religious, it was a little, it was a little bit like my mom wasn't sure what was going on which completely understandable. She was concerned at that point because I had just gotten back in the country and my mental state just wasn't great. Um, but I had reverted back to that every time I was in a, in a weird headspace. Anytime I felt that my mental state just needed a little help. Anytime that I, I got to the point where I was like, okay, I've tried everything on my own. I need God to send me a bright neon sign. And there's been several times over, gosh, I was like, I'm 29 now. So over the last like eight years that when I'm in a rough spot or something is going on in my life, I revert back to that Bible phrase or that, that Bible verse. And I just think no matter what I've done, God still loves me. He still sent his only son to die on the cross for my sins and everyone else's. But just putting myself in that position to think that I would be like the one out of the 99 that he would leave to go find. And it just made me feel like out of everything and everyone in the universe, he was paying attention to me and he was listening and he was giving me that sign that I had asked for. So over time, I had started asking God for more and praying for more and Last year, just for example, um, I, I love going to Aldi. I go up and down the Isle of Shame is what we call it for the Aldi-holics. And I was looking um, at some of the house stuff and there was a sign, literally a, literally a sign I have in my dining room now. Um, and it had Romans 5.8 on it. Of all things, going up and down the Isle of Aldi, they had it. So I bought it and I put it in my dining room. Because I was, I was in a tough spot at that time. My father-in-law was ill and he was getting ready to pass. Um, and there was a lot of stress going on in our lives, obviously. And I was like, God, like I'm barely keeping my head above water. I need help. And literally set me aside. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is my reminder that he's still listening, that he's still there, even when I feel like I'm falling apart. He's still right there with me. I don't have to be strong because he is for me. Um, and that was something that really just stood out to me and it was has been a part of my testimony. Um, but there's also another part of this. So I didn't understand exactly why I was so, why I felt so connected to the to the book of Romans. And I'll tell you, I have never fully read the book of Romans. Um, I've read bits and pieces. I'm currently in a women's Bible study for Colossians. Um, and there's been bits and pieces where I'm like, this reminds me of something I, I read a bit, a bit of, or a piece in, in Romans. But I started researching it because I'm like, I feel a deep connection with the book of Romans and I didn't understand why. So I was like, let me, let me go through it. And I, I stumbled across um, a piece written on the internet, and um, 
it says that Romans, like the letter to the Romans that Paul wrote, um, stands as the clearest and most systematic presentation of Christian doctrine in all of the scriptures. Paul began discussing that like, it was in this book that it's the absolute easiest to observe um, in our world at that time, the sinfulness of humanity. And that also hit me because I was living a very sinful life at the time. Like I said, I, I wasn't focused on Jesus. I wasn't focused on God. I wasn't focused on having a relationship with any of them. Um, at that point, I was drinking very heavily. Um, my mindset was awful. My mental state was awful. I can't even think about how many like antidepressants I had been trying and anxiety medications that we were trying to get through just to find something that worked for me um, because I didn't have anything else going on in my life. It was finishing school, work, drinking, um, struggling with relationships. I was in a very deep, dark part of my life where I felt that I was barely keeping my head above water. Um, so for me, that was, it was very difficult. Now, I had looked up the chapter of Romans, and I want to preface this with a dream I had mentioned um, before in a couple episodes. So, last, not this past February, February of 22, I had surgery. Um, it wasn't a huge one, it was, elective, it was an elective one, and like the second day after my surgery, I had a dream. And I don't dream very often. When I do dream, it's usually like a nightmare. Um, I don't tend to have good dreams. I either don't dream at all or I'm having a nightmare that wakes me up and I can't go back to sleep. But the nightmare that I had, like I had been having for years. Um, so I always have like the same like repetitive one normally. So I just gotten used to just either having bad dreams or not having dreams at all. So this one was very surprising to me. Um, and it was a biblical dream, which I never had before. I mean, I've even had dreams where I've dreamt in other languages, but I've never had a dream like this one. And I've only ever had it once. And I revert back to it whenever I'm, just like how I need to think of Romans 5.8, I revert back to this dream because it's connected to Romans. So, I want to let you guys know that Romans chapter 5 is about faith, hope, and love. I didn't learn this till recently when I started diving into Romans here and there. But in my dream, I was on a mountain and there was a flat area and there was an altar. And I was in like a white robe of a material that I'm not accustomed to. I don't have my home. It was older. And I laid flat on the altar and I just felt very relaxed. And a hand, like a giant hand made out of rocks placed itself on top of my body, but it wasn't heavy. Like, I couldn't really feel it there, but it was there. I knew it was there. I could see it. Um, and I heard a voice say, you are called to love. And when I woke up from that dream, I was like, well, like, was that like a pain pill dream? What was that? Like, I've never had a dream like that, and I haven't had one since. But I knew that was a sign from God. I had been... I, around that time, I was also dealing with a lot of stress, right? This was right before uh, my, like, three months before my father-in-law passed. Um, I had just gone through surgery. I was struggling with my anxiety and depression. 
Um, and I was still growing, I was still preparing for my entrance into the Catholic church, like for Easter, uh, like my confirmation and everything. So I was trying to kind of find myself at that point. I'm like, okay, what am I doing? Where do I need to be? Am I, am I enough? And what is my purpose? Like I had already started this podcast, um, and I really wasn't sure, like, what was next? What do I need to be doing? And then I had that dream. And I realized no matter what it is I'm doing, I'm called to love. So whatever it is I'm doing, I need to do it lovingly. I need to do it the way that Christ loves other people, um, regardless of the lifestyle that they're living, regardless of if our viewpoints line up, regardless of if they like the same color as me. It doesn't matter. I, I'm called to love regardless. So when I had had that dream and then later on realized that the reason I feel so connected to Romans, especially chapter five, verse eight is because Romans chapter five is about faith, hope, and love. It talks about how having faith is so important. Even if you're going through a lot, God gives you so much grace and he's forgiving you for your sins. And he just wants to love you. And even though we were absolutely helpless and not worthy of God's love or affection, he proved his love for us by having Jesus die on the cross. And that's what Romans 5, 8 says. But God proves his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And then verse 9 goes on to say, How much more then, since we are now justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath? And it reminds me that I need to make sure that everything I'm doing in love, I'm also abiding by God's rules. I'm also trying to not sin. I'm also focused on living my life the way that God wants me to live it, looking for him in all the little messages throughout the day trying to focus on what I need to focus on. And I catch myself several times a day now. I didn't used to pray often. I used to think that praying was asking God for a lot of stuff. I needed to try to do everything by myself first, and then God was a last resort. And now I've learned that before trying anything else on my own, I should be praying to him about it. So it's the complete opposite of what I thought I should be doing. But now I catch myself praying, saying, God, Lead me in the way that you want me to go. If I'm in the wrong spot, if I'm around the wrong people, if I need my circle of friends adjusted, if I need to switch jobs, if I need to stay home and quit my job entirely and take care of my kids and be there for my family, then give me a sign. Remove those people from my life. Put me where you want me to be. I had to step into a season of complete humility and say, okay, I need my family centered in Christ. I need my children. Like, I don't care how much it costs to this point. I will do whatever it takes to make sure that my children um, go to a school where they are going to be learning about God. And they're going to be learning about the ways that they should be brought up from my household. And that I continue to focus on being the wife and mom and caretaker that I need to be. So that I can bring him up that way. And every time I start to feel like I'm not worthy, 
I'm not good enough. I know that it's the enemy trying to distract me because I'm on the path with the purpose that God's given me. And if you ever start to feel that you're not sure where you're at, where you're supposed to be, you're not worthy. I've got several I am statements that I want you guys to remember. Now, I wrote these down because I want to say them to myself anytime I feel like the enemy's attacking me and I'm struggling with my identity. The, the, the enemy's going to come at you about your identity because that's what he can get at. He can tell you that your identity is this or that. Um, but for me, my identity lies in Christ, right? My confidence comes from Christ. Through Christ, I am limitless because of his love. I can't be held back. I want you guys to remember that. You are not less than. You are founded and rooted in Christ, and that's where your confidence um, and your love should come from, right? So here are some I am statements that should help you, right? These are straight from the Bible. I don't have the verses lined up next to them because that would take a lot of time. But if you reach out, I can give you them. The first one, I am loved. I am chosen. I am blessed. I am holy. I am wonderful. I am saved. I am strong. I am adopted. I am heard. I am healed. I am comforted. How often do you question things in your life and then God answers with comfort and peace? Here's a few more. I am approved of. I am seen. I am set free. I am not alone. I am secure. I am a citizen. I am delivered. I am accepted. I am protected, I am made new, and I am redeemed. If you don't have a Bible verse that connects to you or that's connected to your testimony, but you're still struggling, and one of those I am statements just like you you are going to cling on to, Reach out to me and I'll send you the Bible verse that correlates with that. Because no matter what, if you if you have secured your identity in Christ, you are limitless. <laughs>